Amen. Amen. Can we just thank God for being a God of the breakthrough? He's the God of the breakthrough. You can have a seat or you can stay standing and keep hugging and praying on whatever you want to do. Man, isn't that good? Isn't that what the body's supposed to be about? That's why, that's why we do this. Amen. And, and by the way, listen, thanks, Ray. Hey, that, by, didn't Ray knock it out of the park with that song? And Brian and, and Jimmy, Heather saying, Heather, you did great today. That was amazing. And so, and man, this guy slaying it. I, I think I saw pieces of lumber flying from those. Can you hear me in there? Okay. You did awesome. It was a great day today in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hey. He's the God of the breakthrough. He sees us through. He's so good. But we need this. Listen, if we can't come to a setting like this and, and encourage one another and pray for one another and, and be honest and real, man, we, we won't be that anywhere else. We, we, we won't. Now, now, maybe after a few beers or glasses of bourbon, you get a little loose with your tongue and be transparent and honest. But, but I'm telling you, this is a much safer place to be honest, real, and transparent. And so I hope and, and pray today that every time you come here, that, that you would feel love that you would feel acceptance. This is a no judgment zone, right? Planet Fitness stole that slogan from the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. But this is, this is a place of acceptance. We're all broken and flawed individual. We are all jacked up. We all have something in common today. The Bible says it's called sin. So we need each other and it's okay to admit that you're not okay. Are you with me there today? By the way, I got to let you know something. You're in a dangerous place today because last week we prayed in this very room for somebody that had some, 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 some sinus things going on, some, some head things, some pressure or illnesses. And, and we had a gentleman that said, Hey, I, I came in and I could not hear in my right ear. And over a time of praying and, 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 and laying on of hands, my ear opened up and I could hear. Isn't that awesome? And he said, preacher, you sound better with both ears. That's in stereo than just mono. I love that. I'm telling you right now, no matter what you're facing today, no matter what those of you online that are facing today, our God is more than able. He is more than able. You can call us crazy, but we believe that. And we're just going to tend to operate from that perspective. Are you with me today? Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Amen. Well, hey, listen, I want us to pray today for uh, a move of God in our community, and it's going to be an unconventional. Uh, by the way, real quick, yeah, uh, that, getting back to that spiritual community place, our prayer and desire is that you would find a church to connect with. You need that. Okay? You, you need that. Um, and a person on TV is, is not that for you. I mean, God's going to use them to encourage you, but you need a body that you can connect with. You need people that will lay hands on you and pray with you. Amen. You, you need somebody that you can, can be honest with. You need a place where you can use your gifts, talents, and abilities to, to advance the kingdom of God. You need a place where you can sing loud and lift your hands. You, 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 you need other people in your life. None of us were created to do life alone. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Some of you don't have a clue who the Lone Ranger is, and that's what's wrong with our culture today. We need guys like the Lone Ranger. Amen? Amen. Men dressed in white. Speaking about men, men, next Saturday night, 
I'm calling all men. We're, we're, we're calling meat eating men, not salad eating men. We're calling men that love, I mean, that love, that will gnaw on bones just to get every shred of protein off of it. Listen, you got to eat dinner next Saturday night. Why don't you come and just let us, we're going to be getting our grill on next Saturday night. Ladies, please, please push your men out the door. Please, please make it easy for him. I'm telling you, we're going to challenge one another. And, 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 and at 1910, we want to develop men, R- real men, no pansies. And that's probably inappropriate for me to say that, but you know what I'm saying? I wanted to say something else, but I'm in church and I can't say what I wanted to say. Our culture needs real men, men of God, men that know the word, men that are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, men who will stand up and lead and say, though none go with me, I still will follow men who are going to lead out in their businesses, in their marriages, their homes. Men that love their wives as Christ loves the church. Ladies, you want a man like that, don't you? Jill, would you be offended if Dave loved you like Christ loved the church? No, you want some of that, don't you? Oh, he needs to work on that? Is that what you said, Jill? So, Dave, there'll be a time of confession at the end of our gathering today. And so, hey, our kids and our grandkids, our nieces and nephews need to see what a man of God looks like. Would you agree with me today? They need to see that. I'm tired. I'm tired of media and culture and, 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 and us portraying a dainty, emasculated man. I want to see men that are going to stand up. And I'm not saying we got to run around in loincloths with war paint on and all that. But I'm talking about men that will live for Jesus. Are you with me there? Some Harley riding or Indian, or Triumph, whatever your flavor is, Suzuki, whatever it is, okay? We're looking for some men that will stand up and live for Jesus. So we're going to eat meat, no salads. We're going to eat meat, and then I want to challenge dudes. So if you're not up for a challenge, if you want to play it safe and just skate by, and it may not be for you, but if you'd like to understand and hear what I believe God is calling the men of this house to be like and about. Man, I, I want to encourage you to come. We're only going to be here for about an hour and a half. We're going to eat. You, you, listen, in fact, you don't have to shower or shave all week. Come gnarly. Just come as a dude, and we're going to get right and set our perspective on where it needs to be set. Amen? Anyway, you need a church too, by the way. That's what I was talking about. Sorry, I got sidetracked. I love meat. By the way, thanks for everybody for contributing to my chicharrones fund last week after, after I mentioned that. I mentioned chicharrones and guacamole and people like blowing me up on that. So, so today I want to promote Ferrari and I love Ferrari and <laughs> just joking. I'm joking, but, but God is good. But you need a home. You need a spiritual home. That's what Explore 1910 is going to be about today. We're going to, we're going to pull back the curtain and expose our warts and blemishes and Listen, it was a sad, we, we lost a family member this week in the Brown home. We took our Christmas tree down, finally. So, yeah. Go ahead, judge us. We're, we're those people. 
Yes, our Christmas tree stayed up till the 27th of January, and there's just a void in our family right now. Sad. But it's coming back. In fact, in 10 months, it's going back up. It'll take me eight months to get all that crap back up in the attic, but it's going to come back down. And, and if you want to help a preacher with that this week, too, come and see me. So I'll be glad to give you a service project. Community service. Anybody got hours of judge appointed that need to serve? Just come see me. I'll help you out. Amen. So, But we're going to have just a time to share with us, share with you who we are, what you can expect at 1910. More importantly, invite you to give you an opportunity to be a part of this team. Listen, the call of heaven on this house is too big for one man or one staff to accomplish. It's going to take a plethora of people, a lot of us, people that are called and serious about advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're not going to dilly-dally around any longer. We believe that the times in which we live in, I just believe they demand the church of Jesus Christ to rise up and be the spotless lamb and bride that he's called us to be, the spotless bride of Christ. And they need the hope that we profess. I do believe that the return of the Lord is near. I don't know if I'll get a chance to put the Christmas tree up next year. I don't know. But if not, that means to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Amen. And um, we celebrate him face to face. But the reality is, I believe that there are still people that you know and I know that are lost without a Savior. And so... You're going to hear today what that means for us at 1910 and how we're going to run full throttle after the gospel. We're not going to play around. We're not going to gather. That's why when we gather together in this room, we're going to sing songs and encourage you and tell you about Jesus and tell you to surrender your life to him. Listen, if you don't know him, there is no hope. But for those of us that are in Christ, we have the hope that sustains and sees us through. So... I need to pray because I've got a word for you today. <laughs> I've already been talking for 20 minutes and some of you already got me on the clock. I got 10 left, right? Okay, that's all right. Um, but I want us to pray today. We love to pray for other works of God in our city. And oftentimes that talks about another church. I pray for other pastors. You see, you need to know something about 1910 Church. We're not the only place that God is alive and active and at work in our community. It's an honor and a part, uh, for us to partner and team up on Team Jesus with other houses of worship all across our community. And I love pastors. I pray for leaders. I pray for kids teams and worship teams and all of that because we know that God is working and it's going to take all of us. Amen. So we oftentimes pray for other churches in this moment. But today I want to pray for, uh, for a business leader. What? Rewind the tape. I'm going to pray today. For a business leader. How many of you are business leaders? You business owner? You own a business? Come on, get your hand up. Don't be embarrassed. This is your opportunity. Just stand and tell us. Anybody selling homes today? Come on, we got land. But no. Here's the deal. Business leaders, I'm jealous of you guys because you have an opportunity that I don't have. You, 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 you have an opportunity to, to, to shine the light of Jesus Christ and to speak hope when people don't expect you to. They're just expecting you to sell a water softener or to perform some medical task or to build a home or to sell a piece of property. And so I'm a little jealous because when a pastor walks into a place, man, everybody's, the cussing stops. You know, people hide their beer um, um, and people try to act right, right? But, but you guys have an opportunity that I won't ever have. 
And that is in the real and the raw of our culture, it's to be the hope and to shine the light of Jesus and to speak about the hope that you profess. Today, I want to pray for a businessman in our community that his way of articulating and communicating what I believe in pointing people to Jesus is, is not this, but he's doing that in his own unique way. And he, he runs Bernie Radio, 103.9, Bernie Radio. How many of you listen to that? Come on. You know what? I, I love Bernie Radio because here's the deal. You don't know what's going to come up next. I was sitting in the garage a couple of weeks ago. It was about 13 degrees. I don't know why I was sitting out there having a conversation with a dude and we were listening to Bernie radio and we turned it on and I'm telling you, I thought the return of the Lord was happening right then and there because John Denver was playing. <laughs> Judge me, but I love me some John Denver. After that, it went to the gambler whose name was Kenny Rogers. And it just, you never know what you're going to get with Bernie radio. So I like it. It keeps me on my toes. JT came on later. Not Justin Timberlake, but James Taylor. Oh, come on, somebody. That radio station is run by a man that I've come to grow and know. And, and I can honestly say I love Baron Wiley. I mean that because I don't know if you've ever rubbed shoulders with Baron. He's the guy that's always wearing a page boy hat around town. And, and he's everywhere. He's everywhere. And he's always positive. He's always energetic. He has what Jesus gives a person. Joy. It's what Jesus gives. Joy. And I love Baron because he always encourages me and, and I love the music that they play. But, but I want to pray for Baron Wiley and Bernie Radio today. Talk about somebody that has an opportunity to get the gospel out. He's playing church services right now. Pastors from our community are preaching on, on his station. Maybe we should get on that. I, I don't know if it's worth it. I, I might cause a decline. I don't know. But, um, but he's, he's doing that because he loves Jesus and he wants people to hear about the hope that we profess. And so we're going to pray for Bernie Radio. This is not a plug. We're not a customer. I just want to pray for a man of God, a business leader. Is that okay? And here's the deal. You business leaders, you other, others that are in the industry, in the workforce, let your light shine. Yes. So as you flip burgers, or as you sell lumber, as you sell some land or a home, or as you perform a surgery, Botox, whatever it is, right? Shine the light of Jesus Christ wherever he's planted you. Matt, do you know where you put lights? You put lights in dark places. Mailman. Postmaster General yet? Comfort Texas right here, Matt. Matt Seaman. It's good to see you, buddy. God's been good to you, hadn't he? Amen. I love that. Well, grab a hand next to you, the person you probably came with him, so it'd be rude if you don't hold their hand. It'd be awkward on the way home, too. If you're sitting by yourself, find somebody. Find somebody. Hey, somebody just move. Let's look around the right room right now. Find somebody. Spread out. Let's go. Let's move. Amen. I love that. Hallelujah. God, thank you for who you are. We love you. Come on. Anybody love Jesus in this house today? You're worth it, God. You're worth singing about. You're worth lifting hands. You're worth um, getting a little loud and turning up the decibel level in the room. Why is it so loud in here? Well, because we believe that God is worth it, right? 
We love you, Jesus. Now, Lord, today it's an honor and a privilege for us to pray for a brother in Christ. I want to pray for Baron Wiley and Bernie Radio 103.9. Thank you, God, for who Baron is as a man of God. Not perfect. Still got some rough edges, but we all do. But here's a man that loves you, Lord, and, and he just puts you on display for people. Lord, I pray blessing, favor, your continued anointing over Baron and for his business. Lord, I pray that Bernie Radio would have more than enough, that their reach would be, become even greater, that, Lord, any setbacks would just be set-ups for you to step in and move and do what you do. Lord, I pray for Baron and his family that they not become weary or discouraged as they continue to run the race that you've marked out for them. And their race looks different than mine, but yet he is still a man of God and doing what you've called him to do. So Father, we pray blessing, favor, and anointing over Baron and his family. Jesus, we believe that you're worth it. We know that you're in this room right now. And we're excited about what Holy Spirit you're about to speak and do. We give you the glory in advance. In Jesus' name, everybody in this house said... Amen. Somebody's phone is ringing. Answer that too, by the way. And tell them, ask them where they're at. Just ask them where they're at right now. In fact, just put on speakerphone. I'll talk to them, whoever that is. And ask them where they're at and why they're not in the house of God. Amen. So guys, thanks for putting up with us. Um, last week, we started a new series. I told you the story of a man by the name of Hernando Cortez that was sent by the king of Spain to go and Settle, go and conquer and bring back the booty, the looty, you might say, of Montezuma from Mexico. And we know that in the spring of 1519, Cortez and his men and 11 ships, about 600 men, I think they said they had 13 horses. Uh, they landed on the coast of eastern Mexico and began their make their way inland towards the great land of Montezuma. They were severely outnumbered. Some 5 million indigenous people occupied the lands that they were, had been sent to explore and conquer. And so you do the math, but 5 million versus 600, the odds were stacked against them. And Cortez, knowing that his men might soon become disillusioned and might soon want to turn back and go back home to a comfortable way of living, to the things they know and to their families or their business... As they begin to survey the task ahead of them, he knew that many of them would choose to just retreat and to fall back and to go back to what they knew, the norm. And Cortez gives three words that, man, a, a great mill. I mean, this is, this is that Patton type stuff. This is that Napoleon type of stuff. This is that you fill in the blank of some great military leader, but they just think of things to inspire and encourage their men. And Cortez gives three words that really set the tone for their, the rest of their journey and their conquest. Those three words were burn the ships. And so what Cortez did was those 11 vessels that had brought them to this shoreline, he, he ordered that those ships be burned, that, 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 that they could not even think about possibly going back and retreating to what they were accustomed to or knew. You see, Cortez was saying, listen, we're going to move forward. 
We, we've been given a task or a challenge. There's a call on our lives. And, and, and listen, we are, there is no way of retreat. Can you imagine his men as they sat and watched their Uber go up in smoke? Only thing behind it was a vast ocean. Oh yeah, you can go back, but you're going to swim. You're not going back on these ships. They knew that they had to move forward. Listen, we believe that there is more that God has for you in 24. We believe as great as 23 was or 22 or 21. Let's not talk about 20. It wasn't great for anybody, right? Except for Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, right? Um, but, but, but as great as it's been, we believe that God's not finished with you and that there is more that he has in store in your 24. But in order for us to move forward with him and embrace these new things, new challenges, new opportunities that he has for us, we must burn the ships. And last week we talked about that, that, that in order for us to move forward, we've got to cut off all avenues to the old ways of doing things. We, 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 we can't retreat. We can't go back. Let's just be honest and real. Is it easy for you that when times get tough or when push comes to shove, is, is it, are you the type of person that just goes back to default mode? You, you just maybe go back to something that's a little, or are you a risk taker? L -l Listen, serious risk lead to serious opportunities. But for most of us, when times get hard or when, 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 when the temperature begins to, to rise, we, we, we go back to something that we're a little bit more comfortable with, right? Let, let, let me ask you this. When it comes to your walk in pursuit of Christ, your, your walk with him, do you find yourself doing things that you know that are wrong but yet you've just maybe become a little comfortable with it and it's just easy. Hey, how many of you would say, listen, I, I, I know that, that this is wrong for my life, but, but man, I'm telling you, it makes me feel good. It gives me a sense of security or, or you know, I just don't, the, 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 I just can't get rid of this, right? Well, if that's you, I want you to know you're, you're, you're in, in good company today because I'm reminded of what a man by the name of Paul writes in the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 15, Paul says this, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Hey, how many of you know that this is what I should be doing, but yet I still go back to doing the things that I feel just a little bit more comfortable with or the things that make me feel a certain way? You ever do that? You, 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 you know, Paul, Paul, Paul is, is talking about, he's saying this. He's saying that he's got something wrong with him that every one of us in this room are watching online have. It's sin. He says, why do I continue to do those things that I know that are wrong? I know it's not good for me. I know it's not helpful. I know that it's, it's stifling me or hindering me from becoming all that Christ has for me. But you know what? I just can't stop it. Why do I do what I don't want to do? Can anybody relate to that? Right? What's well, because we try to stop doing those things out of our own strength. 
our own intellect, our own experience. Hey, I've mastered this before. Man, I love this story. I had a guy that I just, just came and visited me. Hey, this is, pastor, I just want to let you know it is 60 days. I'm sober now. And I'm going, praise God for that. Here's to the next 60. Yeah. It's so easy for him. He says, it's so easy for me to go back to something that anesthetizes and makes me feel good, but I'm not going to do it. But so many of us, we find ourselves, we're like that hamster in that wheel. We're running and not getting anywhere because we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that, my friend, is the definition of the word insanity. Why do we do the things that we know that are wrong? I know what's right. I just don't have the gumption to do what I know I should do. Wow because we try to do it out of our own strength and ability and you will never succeed. But I'm glad you're here because there is hope. There is a power within you for those of you that are in Christ. And when I say in Christ, I'm not talking about in church. I'm talking about in Christ. You've said yes to Jesus. And at that moment you say yes to Jesus, check this out. He plants his very presence in your life and provides for you everything you need to stop returning to the things that you know are wrong. He gives you that power and guidance and gives you alternatives to embrace and move towards the future, the life and the plan that he planned for you long ago. Let me just remind you something. Jesus said, I've come that you could have life and have it over the top. Wow. Yeah. I love that verse before in, in verse 14, Paul says, listen, the trouble's not with the law for it's spiritual and good. The trouble is with me for I'm all too human. I'm a slave to sin. Wow. Solomon would put it this way in the book of Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11. Solomon would say this as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. That is disgusting. That's gross. I don't want to mention any names, but I was, he was playing the piano earlier today, but, 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 but I asked, Hey, what comes to, what word comes to mind when you see that verse? Can I have that verse back? 2611. What comes to mind when you see this? Because to me, it's disgusting, but we're like that. And his best theological response after praying through it and fasting for 30 seconds, he came back with this word. Ooh. That's E-W-W-W-W exclamation mark. Why do we do this? But Solomon, the wisest man in the world, says, listen, it's just like that. We know what's foolish. We know what's harmful. We know what's wrong. We know what's sinful. We know those things that scripture says not to do, but yet we are like, <laughs> we're lopping it. We keep going back to it. We need a shirt that says no more vomit. And on the back, put the word dog or something, you know, because we're like that. Listen, there are things in your life you know that aren't going to allow you to 
pursue more in 24, receive the best that God, you know what those things are. Why then do we find ourselves keep going back to because we're trying to do it out of us and we're not doing it through his power that he provides for us. Listen, guys, you don't need to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit, and some of you grew up in traditions where you're a little weirded out and freaked out about the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People are, but he's not. And it is a power and a resource available to us. Tap into that and watch the more in 24 come your way. But you know what happens? Nine out of 10 of us are going to retreat back to what we know, to what we're comfortable with, what makes us feel good. I I love the story of Cortez because Cortez said, listen, this is the plan and there is no other. Cortez was a plan A person. Plan A is we're going this direction. We're not going back. We're going this way. There's no plan B. He took that off the map for them. Nope. We're moving ahead. Nine out of 10 of our failures are because we're not plan A people, but we're plan B or C or D or, you know what I'm saying? And what happens is we know what we should be doing. We know that if we're going to lose weight and feel great, we know that that doesn't involve chicharrones y guacamole at 10 o'clock at night. Or for me last night, true confession, fig Newtons. Intermittent fasting, Brown, you're not supposed to eat between 8 p.m. and 9 a.m., bro. I blew it. Confession. Dave's going to join me later and confess his stuff too, aren't you, Dave? We know what we need to do. But the reality is when it gets too risky or too difficult or too hard or we get tired or we begin to worry about what other people are going to think if we sell out for Christ, what we do is we revert back to plan B. Listen, plan A people, people that are successful and that are moving forward, plan A people don't have a plan B. It's risky, it's hard, but they forge on. They keep moving forward. They don't know how it's going to pan out, but they know that God has called them and they're going to trust that. Hey, if you want to be successful in business, if you want to get into graduate school, you want to write that book, you want to get out of debt, you got to be plan A. You can't be bouncing around to all these other avenues. Hey, you want to read through the Bible in a year. You want to fast. You want to give more to to kingdom works through the house of 1910. Hey, you want to share your faith story. You want to see your friends come to know Christ. I'm telling you, you got to be plan A. Now listen, taking that first step is always the longest and it's always the hardest. You need to know that. But somebody reminded me that there is nothing of worth that comes easily. If it's not worth it, then it ain't worth it. But for those of us that see something and understand that this is a calling on my life, whether that uh, something God's given you or a dream you've always had, then that's how, listen, plan A is how goals are accomplished. Plan, Plan A is how addictions are broken. Plan A is how 
relationships are reconciled. Listen, that first step is the hardest and it's the longest, but you've also got to eliminate all the possibilities of moving back to your past. Eliminate the possibility of moving backward into the things that are in the past. Plan A. Hey, you know what plan A is for your life? I'm telling you, plan A for every one of you has been and always will be Jesus. Now, hang out with the preacher for just a second. You need to know that you've been created by God and for God. You need to know that your best life available that is possible for you to live while you're here on earth comes through living life the way you were created to live it. Now, why am I saying we were created by God? Let's go back to the very first book of Genesis. Genesis says that God took the dirt of the earth and he formed the shape of a human. And scripture says that that shape was lifeless. It was just a mound of dirt until something divine happened. God breathed into the man or that shapes nostrils. It brought that dirt to life. You realize that all of us in this room are nothing more than dirt and spit. God breathed his breath, his life into us. He created you. And you know what else scripture goes on to say? Not only did he create you, but he he created some things for you to do. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, it says that you are a masterpiece. You are his workmanship. And he created things for you to do long before you ever were born. There was a plan for your life. And listen, you need to know that this life, I'm telling you, I told you it's the best life you could ever live here on earth. It's purposeful. It's, it's moving forward towards your more. It's life off the charts. It's also life eternal one day once we get to heaven. Right? Jesus is your plan A. I, I love the scripture. You don't have that. Just trust me. I'm going to find it real quick if I can. Luke chapter Luke, 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 Luke 9, 62. Jesus says, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. What he's talking about, Jesus is saying, man, there's gotta be total devotion to me. Sell out, total commitment. That's what Cortez was doing with his men. Guys, listen, if we're gonna accomplish this, it's gonna be total commitment. We gotta sell out. So many of us today, we pick and choose those things of God that we like. We're selective in our obedience to him. Listen, it's both the cross and the crown. It's taking up and doing those difficult, hard things to receive that crown that awaits us. Wow. Are you sold out? You're going to have to eliminate the possibility of moving backwards into your past. I know what some of you are saying. I just can't do it. I've already told you, you can't. You can't do it. 
But today I want to challenge you to get rid of and to burn anything in your life that is hindering Jesus from accomplishing his plan and purpose for you. You've got to get rid of that. You've got to eliminate it. You've got to burn the ships. I had another gentleman come up to me and just said, I want you to know that I had to burn a business ship in order for God to get me back to where he wanted me. To this man, it was worth the sacrifice. It was worth maybe some setbacks only to see how God was setting him up for something even greater. But I know what some of you are thinking as, Jimmy, will you come back up and start playing for us a little bit? I, I know what some of us are thinking. I just can't do it. And you can't. But I want to remind you what God's word says in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. In the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says this, you belong to God, my dear children. And John goes on to write, you've already won a victory over these people. You see, there were a lot of false teachings and speakers and prophets and people speaking all sorts of things, trying to distract people and mislead them and, and confuse them. I know that would never happen in our culture today. The enemy would never try to distort truth. He would never try to cause confusion. He would never try to lead you away from God. This was just a problem of biblical times, right? No, we're still facing it, right? So this is a word for us today. He says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over fill in the blank what that is for you. Have I won the victory over an addiction? A broken relationship? I've won the victory over some sort of health setback. I, I, I've won the victory over fill in the blank there. You won that victory because of the spirit who lives in you. He is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. So listen, whatever that plan B is for you that you're thinking, I mean, if, if times get tough and it's too risky or the temperature, I just fall back. No, 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 no. I want you to know that if you belong to God and how does a person belong to God? It's not by coming to church or watching online. It's not by giving money to the church. It's not by being a good neighbor and friendly. It's not by obeying, you know, traffic laws and being a good citizen. No, you belong to God. You belong to God if, if you've said yes to a gift that he offers all of us. You see, you belong to God when you say Jesus, would you come into my life and forgive me of my sins and save me? You see, I believe you died on the cross and, and I believe that there is no way to God the Father except through you. You rose from that grave and you came to give me a life. And you surrender yourself to him. For those of you that belong to God, can I just tell you, you have everything in you to live the life that God calls you to live. The question is, to what level and extent will you allow that power that you have to manifest itself and to be present? You, 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 you can, just as Paul would say in Romans 7, you, you can resort back to 
Oh man, times are tough and I don't, it's confusion. I, I better just get back to what we know. You can. Or you can say, you know, God, I think you called me to this place and I think you told me that that mountain was going to be mine to possess. And you know what, God? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay true to you and we're going to go for it. But you got to make that choice. And I want you to know for those of you that belong to God, to those of you that are his children, as John says in 1 John 4, 4, listen, that same spirit in you, his spirit is greater than anything the enemy can throw at you or do to you. Now, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. In fact, I think for those of us that are in Christ, there's a big target on our back. And the enemy's going to work overtime to try to get us to stumble and fall, to screw up, to let up. But let me just remind you of something that greater is he that is in you. And so God, in those moments in my life, when I want to cave in or give in, or when I want to go back to a comfortable way of living, or God, when I want to return to my vomit, no, God, I want to remember you and who you've called me to be. And God, I want to, I'm going to hold on to that promise that you're going to make a way for me when there seems to be no way, no alternative, you're going to make a way. And God, I want to remember the promise that, that you will strengthen me with your right hand and you will hold me up. God, I want to hold on to that promise that you're never going to leave me. You're not going to leave me out. You didn't bring me this far to drop me off and no, you're not finished. And God, I'm going to remember that there's no one greater than you. I'm going to remember, God, that you work all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purposes. God, I want to remember that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to remember, God, that if you're for me, there's nothing that can separate me from your love. I'm going to remember, God, that you are my shepherd. And I have all that I want, all that I need. You make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside still waters. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, God. I'm going to remember that about you. Is that you? Can you declare those same things? Do you belong to God? Listen, God's got more for you in 24. And we've got to live plan A. We've got to let Jesus be Lord of it all. Would you stand with me today? Ministry team, go ahead and make your way to the front. We're going to pray and dismiss today. And I just want to let you know that if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, or even for those of you that are watching online right now, you need to know that we can see who's watching and, and we see the chatter in the chat. And if you've got a question about today or anything we can help you with, just send us a note in the chat box and we'll get back with you on that. For those of you that are in the room today, this team stands down front every Sunday, ready to encourage and pray and point you towards Jesus. Just to give you just a little nugget of inspiration from heaven that might see you through whatever you're facing. So don't miss this moment today. Lord Jesus, thank you for being hope. In a world where it seems hopeless, we stand today in confidence knowing, God, that you are still God and 
in control and you have a plan for us and for what's happening and God I pray for the person today that's feeling like they just can't go on they don't see the light at the end of a tunnel there's something in front of them that seems just too insurmountable it's difficult God, I pray today that they would listen to your voice that's calling them and saying, hey, I'm here and I have more for you. And God, I pray that they would surrender to you and and say yes to you and give you total, total authority over their lives. Lord, those situations that the enemy's thrown at them to derail them and, 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 and and, and cause destruction, Lord, I pray that they would begin to see you, a good and gracious God, working and moving and already changing it for the good. God, as we leave this place today, we go in that power that is within us, that dunamis, that dynamite. It's the Holy Spirit. We go in his power and his authority. And God, as you send us back to our neighborhoods, to our places of work, to our schools that we attend, Lord, as we interact in our friend groups, God, in little leagues and places of business where we shop and eat, Lord, I just pray that people would look at us and get a better picture as to who you are. It's in Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.